This is the Tribune Audio Network. This is Sip, Survive, and Repeat. And that's Jenny. And that's Danelle. I'm Kenny. And that's Kenny. If you can't tell Kenny's voice, you might have a problem. Yeah. We all just yawned in tandem. Well, no, that's not true. We all just yawned. First Jenny, Jenny did it, then Danelle did it, then I did I it. And now, oh, she's doing it again now. We just talked about yawning. Danelle, you're not allowed to do that. Because I'm, I'm sorry. It's really contagious. But Jenny said at least this means we're not psychopaths because yeah, we're we, all yawning. Yeah, we heard that if you see someone yawning and you don't do it, that you might be a psychopath or a sociopath. The thought of yawning makes me want to yawn. I know. Uh, so when I get done riding, uh, Donna the horse, which you guys might be familiar mm-hmm. with, uh, she yawns. Like a lot after we ride, and She's it's tired. It's really cute, and like when she does it, her big horse tongue comes out, and it flops around in the air. Yeah, this wine isn't the best. I'm not gonna this lie to you. This wine is not good. Shh, we have to, we have to promote it. It's fine. Uh, okay, so um, and you know what happens? Oh, well, Kenny, <laughs> so Kenny's bad. like, Ugh. Uh, okay, so she yawns, then it makes me yawn, then she makes other horses yawn. Like the whole stable's just yawning. So you have a none of them are psychopaths, right? None Great of the news. horses are psychos. Great news. Good work, people. Let's, I mean, horses. Let's talk about this wine. Sure. Now that you just said it was disgusting, it's awful. Um, Aww. Sorry, it is. Uh, I feel like I actually now that I see the label, I think I've bought this before and thought the same thing. It's a pretty label. It is. Um, it's called Save Me San Francisco Wine Company. That's who makes it. And mm-hmm. then it's called Drops of um, Drops Jupiter, of Jupiter in, in her, her hair. It's a 2017 <laughs> California red wine. And we don't like it. And it's just very like sweet and I don't, I don't even know that sweet's the no, right word. Like, I feel tart? Like, tart. I feel like mm-hmm. at the end you kind of like a sweet tart. Ooh, like I'm a not, making a mess. On that gets makes, you like right in the cheeks. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like eating a sweet tart. Yeah. It makes your mouth kind of pucker. Mm-mm. I don't know if that's the kind of thing I was going for, but... I thought maybe it had to do with the four Twix bars I ate before, but it doesn't. <laughs> that would take the turn. This is a post Halloween day, so yeah. we're all eating candy like it's our job. I literally had to pull my pants over my little belly. I have to do that every here. day. Oh, I was just like, <laughs> I'm wearing elastic waisted pants because I just spent the weekend in Santa Barbara <laughs> Let's with talk my about favorite your murder. Weekend. Um, I went to my favorite murder, and it was the my favorite weekend, and <laughs> it was magic. And I sprung for some meet and greets. And yeah, you did. Yeah, Tell them what did. happened. Tell them what happened. Mm, so excited. Okay, so I uh, went to the brunch meet and greet and went back and met Karen and Georgia, which mm-hmm. was a dream. And I made shirts that referenced one of their show titles and also something they talk about extensively in one of the episodes called Sprankers. Uh, if you listen to MFM, you'll know what I'm talking about. So I made a shirt that said, I heart Sprankers, kind of like the I heart New York shirts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia started laughing as soon as she saw me. And then Karen made this face, like the most pleased, happy face I've ever seen. She, you were Karen approved. <laughs> I was Karen approved and it made me very happy. So we hugged, we talked. I obviously hustled Sip Survivor Pete and was like, listen, I think we'd be great together. If we become like <laughs> a... a- international superstars it's jenny's doing i was really trying to hustle the podcast good job thank you thank you um so if any of you want to write emails to uh the ladies of my favorite murder and tell them how much we'd be amazing on we've already emailed them we emailed them today because we're psychos uh but not that big of psychos because we yawn with each other anyway um so i met them 
then my friend who was with me told uh, Karen, oh, Jenny has a really great hometown. You should have her come up and tell it. Uh, and so they wrote down my name and where I was from. And then that night they had me up on stage and I got to tell my hometown murder story in front of 2000 people. And I made Karen laugh and I made Georgia, I think, giggle at least. So mm-hmm. and I it was really so good. good. I saw you. the video and Jenny did awesome. And you posted it semi posted on our Instagram. Page. I posted the whole thing. I had to do it through the Instagram TV, which I had never done before because oh. it was three minutes and something seconds. Uh, so there's a partial video up there, but then there's also the full video now. I've never done the full TV thing before. Yeah, I did that. And then I also, it's on Facebook and I posted, I think I could post two minutes of it on Twitter. So, um, check it out. But I was very excited. I was, every picture of me basically leading up to the meet and greet, I look like a little kid at Disney. (laughs) My face was just like, Jenny, it's because you're a natural. A natural at what? A natural born superstar. Oh my God. And talking to large class. At one point, Jenny texted me over the weekend and she's like, oh, I'm sweating so much. I'm like, I would have a sweat stash right now if I were you. <laughs> so I you didn't look sweaty at all. Good job. Thank I'm you. proud of you. Thank you. I'm very excited that if I got to do it. If you ever go on tour, it's going to be such a breeze for you. I might have a panic attack, but okay. you. That's what Xanax is for. Yeah. And what? we'll be, I think we'll drink um, yeah. on stage you too. think? A little bit. Um, anyway, uh, that was my, my favorite weekend exploration and, uh, running with two of my favorite podcasters. So cheers to my favorite murder and for hosting the most organized, well-planned out weekend. It was amazing. Like they did everything right. They did everything right. So if we ever do that, if we're ever that famous note to self, it'll be organized. Sure. Sure. I'll I'll make a spreadsheet for sure. We are good at spreadsheets. Meaning. Yeah. Uh-huh. Good, good, good. Did you do anything fun? You had you. No. It was really gross here for trick or treating. It was gross. We had our first trick or treating. We had lots of kids, which was exciting. I dressed up like a hot dog. I saw the pictures. Callie was a pizza roll. She looked pissed. She was not happy. <laughs> and no, I just did projects around the house all weekend. It okay. was lame. I like lame. Kenny, that's, that's nice. Kenny, did you do anything? Uh, this weekend went to downtown Willoughby because they had a uh, Halloween party thing. Oh, my roommate got second in the Halloween contest. Ooh. Was almost, that Freddie Mercury? Yeah, it was. It was really good. He was so good. It looked just like him. It really did. But he almost lost out on five hundred dollars. First place got five hundred dollars if they won. Who did he lose to? It was this girl. She had like a platform around her waist and then like fake legs coming out from the back so she looked like a contortionist like she could like grab it was like well, she put a lot of work in obviously but she had like Fine. a group of 30 girls there cheering her oh, on oh okay. that's why okay okay cheater the the rest of the crowd clearly loved freddie more squad gourds he was yeah. really into it so oh yeah oh my god it was amazing the video it. you posted was amazing it was i've never seen him so narcissistic than when he was <laughs> freddie mercury <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that's exactly what he needed to be. So that's oh, fine. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, Kenny, who's going first today? Uh, let's go with you this week. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. okay. Or, you know, or we can go Danelle so she doesn't freak out about it. What do you think? Danelle's okay. is shorter, I heard. Mine. I have two that I'm going to cover. Okay. This is news to me. Um, oh, wait. Yeah. Yep. Now I know. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's been I'm so like, long mm-hmm. since we started planning I know. this. Oh, God. We're a mess. Do you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? I don't care. Okay. Said, oh, me? oh okay. okay. Danelle's okay. going first now. I'm going to start with my, so a friend of ours, she, I think it's in the seventies. She was in a little, almost a plane 
ish thing. It a wasn't an accident, oh, God. but it was a bad plane ride. And I want to share her story. She sent me an email. Oh, okay. And um, her name is Kathy Dawson. She's amazing. From I Dawson's Creek. From not from Dawson's Creek. Oh, but shit. Okay. It's an amazing last name. And I'm going to read you her little kind of hometown survival story. I, I guess like it. that's what it could be. And then I have another story I'm going to dive into too. But this okay. one, um, it was Christmas night of 1979. Mm-hmm. Picture it. And she was a student teacher for a high school theater class and was asked to chaperone the kids while on a theater tour to London. Oh, oh fancy, okay. fancy. Well, okay. In Minerva, we didn't do anything like that. So no. nice. Mm-mm. I could see college by high school. Damn. That's pretty intense. I went to France in high school. You're so fancy, girl. <laughs> you fancy. Was it a drama tour? No, it was, oh. a, it was um, French class. Oh, I took French in high school. We didn't get to go to France. We had to, oh, you know what? I guess they did offer it. that. Yeah, yeah but it yeah, was like, like a, a 10 day thing well, with my to... French teacher. Was that fun? Yes, we had oh, a blast. Um, okay. Although I will, can I just tell one anecdote yeah. about that? Uh, one night they took us to a discotheque. <gasps> Ooh, a bibliotheque? No, a discotheque. That's a library. Yeah, a discotheque. A, a discotheque is a dance club. And oh, there were mm-hmm. other American students. Like, they organized it. So there were, like, other American students. Were there any cute boys? Yes. The uh-huh. hottest boy there. The hottest boy there. I was supposed to, I had this little, like, slip dress with, like, a little yeah, you cro- did. crochet stitch that went over it. But I just wore the slip part out. <laughs> Because my mom wasn't there. Because you're in France. Because I was in France and I wanted to look sexy. Uh-huh. Wee oui, wee. Oui. And he, of course, picked me out of the crowd and we were doing some dancing. And uh, the French teacher's you- husband goes, I hope my daughters never dance like that. You were dirty dancing. Uh-huh. Bumping and grinding. Yeah. yeah. We were, it's not like we were making out. It was just yeah. like bumping and grinding. Yeah. That's oh. what you do in high school. Yeah. In Disco college. tech. Mm. Where was he from? I have no idea. You don't remember. The United States. I mean, he, I, again, I know, it was a I U.S. student, if, but I don't... You don't know the state or... He was wearing like a little wife beater. I know that's a totally uh, inappropriate term, but you know, like those white tank tops yeah. men wear? It's called a wife beater. It's I know. And and jeans, and he just, he was muscular and had blonde hair, and I just mm. remember thinking like, that guy's a super hot. And I'm going to dance with him on this floor. And then I did it. <laughs> okay. Well... Back to your story. Back to Kathy. Okay. <laughs> They're in I London. Did, I did something to my phone. Okay. So um, let's see. Bup, 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 bup. Okay. So the flight from Cleveland to Toronto was uneventful, she said. Mm-hmm. And she had not been afraid of flying at this point. And I feel like unless you've had like a bad experience, you're really not, you, you're kind of unaware mm-hmm. of the turbulence. So she felt, you know, the, she felt normal turbulence and didn't think anything about it until the next leg of the flight. Uh-oh. So then she was flying, it sounds like, to from Toronto to the London airport and about four hours into the flight. So they're over the Atlantic. No. And um, in it, let's see, we experienced turbulence, but she said it wasn't just any turbulence. It was the kind that made the glass on your tray shake violently and the passengers became completely silent. Mm. This is kind of like that your story. That is never what you want. You no. never want the plane to just go, uh-uh. and then Boom. She said the plane's lights went out and the <gasps> lights along the aisle became illuminated. That's never a good sign. Oh, no. Those are the emergency lights. Yes. Yes. No. And then the captain came across the sound system to say, stewardess and stewards, take your seats immediately. Jump in your jump seats immediately. It's too dangerous to serve. Dangerous? Who? What no. Do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? No. No. No, no. I'd be like, can you describe the danger, please? I need to know. When you say too dangerous, can you be more specific? Well, she said that everyone that heard the word dangerous started screaming, um, freaked out, as I would too. (laughs) 
And um, some of the passengers, a lot of them were kids because they're the high school, you know, high school oh, theater people. Was there a lot of crying? They were calling out, mom, mom, or, um, oh, God, we're going to die. Like, lots of, like, screaming I'd be like, happening. I'm a virgin. Everyone get in the bathroom so we can do it. You'd be like, <laughs> listen, I'm 15. <laughs> I have acne. This is, I'd be like, I have braces. I have acne. Somebody go have sex with me in the bathroom now. Real quick. Give me the alcohol first. Come on. Um, so, let's see. She... So a lot of them were thinking they were going to die. Students cried out, I want my mommy. She said she was silent, but she had a death grip on both arms of her seat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The captain came on the sound system again and said, ladies and gentlemen, we are in the middle of a snow and lightning storm. Of course. We have been hit by lightning and I will do everything I can to get us out of the situation. No. Super. Did he have a southern accent? You know how I feel about that. I know. That. I didn't. I will ask her. Okay. I wonder. I would like for her to describe I him I wish to I could me. do a southern accent. Or is he Canadian? Because <gasps> they're flying from Toronto. Oh. Or is he European? Is he British? No, he better not be British. <laughs> I don't trust that. Because I, I would not I would not be soothed at <laughs> Canadian, all. Canadian, maybe. They're nice. Uh, southern makes me feel like it's a good old boy. Well, within seconds of the pilot saying he's going to try to get them out of the situation, their plane hit an air pocket and they dropped thousands <gasps> of feet Within seconds. That is my friend Connie's biggest fear. I'm just going to Hitting an air that. pocket? Mm-hmm. Dropping. She doesn't even dropping care about crashing. thousands. Thousands she, of feet. She doesn't even care about the crash. She's like, we're going to be dead if we crash. But True. dropping sounds terrifying. And I'm like, okay. Thousands of feet. Connie, get it together. I love you. Um, so she said a minute later, she looked up to see the stewardess with her life preserver on. You know, no. the demonstrations. And trying to teach us how to use it. But in between her um, showing them how to use it, like blowing in the tubes, she was crying hysterically. No. So no. she was doing the demo, bawling. Nope. And then you know it's bad because they feel, I mean, the stewardess see everything and nothing. Like that's, I always look at the stewardess to see like if it's really turbulent, like, okay, do they look worried? Is this normal? And they're, they're always like calm, cool, collect. I would have a heart attack, which somebody did. <laughs> so- Falling. Yeah. Um, so she said she turned to her husband and said, if we don't die of hypothermia, the sharks are going to get us. That's what my friend said. She's oh. amazing. Um, so at this point, the passengers were crying. One woman had a heart attack. Another had a nervous breakdown. Um, one of the chaperones, another parent, had taken bottles of liquor to the bathroom and started chugging them. And now we're best friends. But I wouldn't go to the bathroom. What if it falls off? That's Remember valid. we Unless talked about this. Maybe it was a middle bathroom because on those big flights, there's middle bathrooms. I've never bathrooms. been on a big flight like that. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That would be me. Um, In the middle bathroom, chugging vodka. She said it was mass chaos inside the plane until we finally leveled off and the lights came back on just oh. as if nothing had happened. We landed on the airstrip of ambulances and television cameras. It said it, She said it took her years to get on a plane first without drinking. And then I emailed her back and I said, how are you so calm, cool, collect? And she's like, well, I left a part out of the story. I'm like, what? And she's like, I actually crapped my pants. Yeah. (laughs) And I said, can I tell that on the podcast? And she said, yeah, go ahead. I'm like, that's the best part. So it was so, she's like, I was actually so scared. I actually crapped my pants. So I've never been scared enough to crap. I've, I've been scared enough to fart, but not crap your pants. I had no shit came with it. Mm -mm, She did. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that was her. Wow. Once they leveled out, I bet she felt pretty silly about that. I think she was just happy to be alive. And I wonder how far along, like how, I don't know how long the flight is from Toronto to London, but I, how, like four hours in, it's probably like an eight hour flight, I would guess. I mean, I will say probably to sit in that for four hours. Oh, Jesus Christ. No. I bet she, I bet she went to the bathroom and tried to scoop some out. You think? 
I don't know. like pass me that alcohol. See, now I do alcohol and a Xanax and it still doesn't do anything. Oh, that's how high my anxiety is. Yikes. Kenny's like, <laughs> I don't really get nervous on planes. So mm. wow. it depends it's, on it's where out I'm of sitting. my control. So I just don't think about yeah. it. Yeah, it just oh. depends for me. Okay. Well, I pretty much drank before all my flights to and from yeah. Santa Barbara. So I pretty much just passed out on yeah. all the planes. <laughs> I could see you passing out. And my friend was like, how are you sleeping? I'm like, it's You're early like, what? and I just Jenny's drank like, a beer. <laughs> What? I drank a beer. I don't know what you want me to do. I'm not apologizing. No. Okay. So that was my first story. Her name is Kathy Dawson. She's amazing. Thank you for writing in. Shout out. Um, so my next story, mm-hmm. because it's also a little ditty, so I wanted to do two. Um, so it was January 19th, 2018 in St. Louis, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Cold, right? Um, 14-year-old John Smith and two friends were walking over ice-covered um, Lake St. Louis. Okay. Mm. Um, quick shout out, Danielle Hume, mm-hmm. who we work with. Yes. Sent me the story. Oh, nice. So thank you, Danielle. Um, okay. So let's see. They're walking over ice. Um, and it's a small community lake surrounded by houses. So picture like a, a nice development and the lake's pretty big, but mm-hmm. you know, it's not like Lake Michigan or something like that. Right. Or right. it's not a great lake. So let's just put it that right. way. Um, which is what I initially pictured. Um, it was around 11.30 a.m. And the boys were just, they were also just yelled at by a local worker at the association office, mm. like telling them to get off the effing pond. Like dummies. Yeah, probs a smart plane. Yeah, but they didn't listen. No, so they're teenagers, right? Yeah. Um, so they just got yelled at. And um, it was a recent 50 degrees temperature spike so it was really cold a couple days before the lake had been frozen and then it's like cleveland where like one random day it was like 50 degrees mm-hmm. um so therefore the ice had shrunk on the lake mm-hmm. and um it was about two inches thick in some that's, areas at that nope. point which is not enough i was gonna say that's not uh-uh. thick enough <laughs> so the boys were about 40 yards away, 40 yards away from the um, closest dock behind the association headquarters mm-hmm. so it's a you know they weren't right in the middle but they were pretty far enough out and one of the, when all three of them fell through oh. all at the same time. So oh. they were all walking, probably goofing off or whatever. And they all three broke through the ice and fell through. So one of the teams was able to swim to shore. Okay. And another needed to be rescued. And John Smith, the main character in the story, was trying to pull himself out of the water during all of this. Oh, God. And he was getting weaker and weaker as this was happening because the water's really cold still and it takes a lot of energy to do that. And he quickly disappears, slipping under the ice. <gasps> I don't like ice ones. Ugh, I know. And we've done a couple ice ones. <sighs> now I'm kind of afraid of ice. Yeah. Um, when emergency crew arrived, the oddly enough, the firefighters had just... Um, conducted an ice rescue training the week prior. Oh. So it was very fresh in their mind Convenient. as to what they should be doing. Yes. And they, the fire, the chief fire uh, officer said that this helped them stay focused and it was like top of mind so they knew quickly what to do. And um, it also helped that the water was so cold and it gives you more time with drownings, which I didn't know. Oh, okay. Apparently cold water reduces the brain's need for oxygen and permits you to survive a little bit longer. Oh, um, super. Versus warm water. Mm. Um, so the water temperature that day was 40 degrees. Um, that's brisk. Yeah, no, thank you. So it took five minutes of searching the bottom. So the firefighters go in. They have all their poles and their gear and everything. They're suited up and they're searching the bottom of the lake to find John Smith. And um, 
it took them over five minutes to find him, which is a long time when you're underwater. And they were able to find him at the very bottom, and he was pulled out of the water. They workers began CPR immediately and continued until they arrived at a nearby hospital. And here's the the crazy part: is that John had been underwater for more than 15 minutes total. So from the from the time he fell through to the time rescuers got there and and dug him off the bottom bottom of the uh, lake, it was had been 15 minutes. Oh no! He wasn't breathing. He had no pulse. Um, when first responders started CPR, they used a defibrillator to try to, um, you know, get him to his yeah. heart to keep going again. And they spent 27 minutes attempting to retrieve him with no avail. So once they got to the hospital, they kept doing CPR. They hooked him up to everything. And they still, they 27 minutes, I guess, was like maybe the, the stop time after Threshold. a while. Yeah. yeah. So they gave it 27 minutes and they were about to call the, his time of death. Uh-oh. And before that, they brought his mom in for, um, Mm -mm -mm. you know, her final moments to say goodbye to him. And I watched a documentary, too. And I we wrote this. I wrote this last week. So I'm trying to, like, remember all the details. But I did watch a documentary on this. And his mom was very religious. You know, they both came from a very religious family. And when she was brought in. The um, the nurses were like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll we'll give you a minute, have your final goodbyes, and she just said, no, I'm, it's not, I'm not, it's not his time yet. And she's like, I'm gonna, do you care if I pray one more time? And she said, she just like went at it, like did her whole like, oh god, was on her hands and knees, like praying over him, whatever. And um, she said that uh, once she started began, once she started praying loudly, his heartbeat, his heart started to beat again. For the first time in 45 minutes. Oh my God. So she was like, everybody clear the room. Give me a minute. I want to pray over my son. I'm she's And she had said, she's like, I knew it wasn't his time to go. Like, I just knew it in my heart. And so the, uh, let's see, da, 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 da. he was brought back to life. The nurses couldn't believe it. So they all came running back into the room. They checked his pulse. They didn't believe her. And sure enough, he was, his heart was beating and his brain function was fine. So, um, he was, so the five foot three teens body temperature was at 88 degrees. Oh yeah. So doc, yeah. So doctors were still worried that he could die within days, if not hours after he came back to life essentially. Yeah. Um, but his, like I said, his brain functions returned to normal and the only thing that really was wrong with him was just hypothermia, obviously. And he did have to do some physical therapy, too, with his limbs but and no stuff like that. Damage? But no brain damage at all. And the doctor did go on record saying that the only thing that was in his favor was the cold water and that it was a drowning in cold water versus warm water, which I didn't know. Um, they're still baffled to this day how his brain function was preserved. And um, he again, had to go through therapy afterwards. And the doctor said it's a bona fide miracle and he has never seen anything to this day on someone surviving like that. So, um, we'll post pictures of the teens, but he loves basketball. He loves playing basketball now. And he's still, you know, he's back in his sports and everything. And he wants to grow up to be a minister and he's active in the church and everything. So that's super cute. So yeah. So that's the story of John Smith. Every time you say his name though, all I think about is Pocahontas. Is that wrong? Oh, I don't know who's, I don't know who. John Smith was. Is the main character in Pocahontas. Was a settler who um, apparently had a relationship with Pocahontas, although he was like a man and she was a child, so I think it was bad. Sorry, my phone's ringing. And I'm stuck in the chair. Don't worry. I got it. Don't worry. I got it on my James Bond watch. Okay. Uh, But yes, so that, every time you said his name, I was like, Pocahontas? Pocahontas, Pocahontas. Yeah, and we've done a couple ice ones, and they're just, 
it just cre- I just don't I 15 think, minutes that's insanity I think not being able to breathe is a terrifying and to not have any brain and not to have any brain damage I don't like I don't understand how that happens because like the brain's not getting any blood or oxygen mm. I'm so confused it's, it's, I mean good for him John Smith go John Smith that is also the most generic name I've ever heard. So. I know. I actually had to look a couple times as I was reading. I'm like, did I get the name right? Because, you know, I always mess up the names. I'm like, did I do the name right? Cause it's yes. A, you were you calling know. him. What was the name you called everyone? Which time? Anna? Anna. <laughs> Anna was or under the water for Alfred. 15 minutes. <laughs> no, uh-huh. Alfred. 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 Whatever. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Okay. I loved it. I loved it. I really, I really enjoyed it. It was a little stories. ditty. It was a little ditty. It was a little ditty it. this week. Ahoy! Are you looking for something naughty to spice up your wardrobe? That's N-A-U-T-I as in nautical. Check out the fantastic apparel at the Savvy Anchor. They have everything you need for that pirate or mermaid in your life. Everything but the water, of course. The Savvy Anchor specializes in nautical apparel for men and women. Their super soft garments will soon become your favorite thing to wear. Be prepared for compliments. Load up on booty today. (laughs) Sorry, that made me giggle. Savvy Anchor is offering 30% discount uh, to SIP Survive repeat listeners. You heard that right, 30%. Visit SavvyAnchor.com to get your SIP Survive discount by using offer code SIPSurvive. Save 30% off regular priced items. Discount does not apply. Don't even try it to sale or clearance items. Shipping is always free for orders over $50. Again, save 30% with code SIPSURVIVE at Savvy Anchor, S-A-V-V-Y, Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R.com. Listen, spelling anchor is harder than it looks. Start living the naughty life with Savvy Anchor Apparel. What are you waiting for? Ahoy, matey. (laughs) I had to. Um, mine's not super long either, so I don't know. This maybe this will be a short episode. I don't know, but um, I of course I did a printout like an old lady, and I made it sixteen font because <gasps> I'm not wearing it. my glasses because they're at work. Because you don't have to. Because I don't have to if I make it sixteen font. <laughs> cool. All right, let's go back to okay. May 2011. Oh, in Huddersfield, England. Oh, okay. I don't know how to talk Sounds in a British peaceful. accent. Yeah, it does. Oh, I may No. <laughs> All the people in England are pirates. <gasps> and they Ahoy! hate me. <laughs> <laughs> and now they hate me. Now they hate me. <laughs> um, I don't know why this not so great wine is going down so easy, but. I don't know how it's going down easy. I cannot. It's not going down easy. Oh, okay. Great. I'll just, uh, maybe I'll have a second class. I don't know. I have to ride a horse tonight. Okay. Uh, so 27-year-old Michalina hmm. Lewandowska. Great. Lewandowska. Sure. Uh, was preparing for a shopping trip with her on-again, off-again boyfriend. Mm, where do you think they were going? They were just going to the mall. Maybe Dots or Payless. <laughs> I don't know if they have in England. I'm sure they do. Okay, um, I'm just picturing so it visually. So her, her on-again, off-again boyfriend was 27-year-old Marcin Kazprazik. Again, these names, there's a lot of consonants next to each other, so I don't mm, know. I'm glad I'm not doing this story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they had been engaged, but had broken it off. Okay. Um, but for some reason, that day, when she was going shopping with him, uh, Michalina decided to wear her engagement ring. And it would be a decision that would save her life. <gasps> oh. Oh. Dun, oh, my dun, God, that dun. was very loud. I'm sorry. Okay. So 
Um, <laughs> Marson, the, the guy. Okay, thank you. Um, it's Michalina and Marson. Okay, okay. Mick Marson, and Marson. Yeah, Michalina is the girl, Marson is the guy. Okay, Marson was a wannabe bodybuilder, so like, obviously, hot. Beefcake. Mm, who worked in a meat factory. Uh, that's a, fitting. And was addicted to anabolic steroids. Oh, yummy. Hard pass. Ooh. Yeah. On all of those. No, thank you. Gross. <laughs> Uh, the couple had a three-year-old son named Jacob. Okay. So, okay. Um, Jacob was with his grandmother on the day that they were meeting to go shopping. Um, and Michalina had actually broken off the engagement right after she gave birth. Okay. So this on-again, off-again stuff had been happening for three years. It's a long time. Especially with a kid in the pick. Yeah. So the engagement had been broken off, but then on and again, off again for three years during his life thus far. Sounds exhausting. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. Let's see. Uh, so there's an attack involved. And during the time of the attack, uh, they were living together. But uh, Marson had heard a rumor that Michalina was planning to leave and take Jacob, the three-year-old, with her. Okay. Back to her homeland of Poland. Okay. Okay. And Marson said... Uh, no, she's better off dead than taking <gasps> my son to another country. Mm-mm. Mm. No, you didn't. That is a threat. That is a fucking threat. Uh, so he called her and said, let's go shopping. And she's like, okay. Well, Michalina was surprised but excited. So I'm just Aww. like, girl, come so on So he probably now. never did anything nice for her. And maybe right. she thought, like, this is something nice. Maybe he's, maybe they can work it out. Maybe that was her thinking or that. Ugh. Yeah. I wonder how far Poland is from this place. I don't know. Probably pretty far. I have absolutely no idea. Yeah. Am I European? Because I think Poland is kind of an Eastern yeah. Europe. So, okay. Um, I can tell you from Luxembourg to Prague is 16 hours by train. Okay. That is that not helpful at all. to me, but okay. Great. <laughs> You're Great. all welcome. Um, so, base, uh, da, 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 Michalina uh, had to talk through an interpreter, and she recalled the terrifying moments when she was abducted. So what they did is it was Marson and his friend Patrick. And they came together and they tasered her. I bet you this is one of his workout buddies. Like they're both probably both beefcakes like walking up like with a mask on or something. Yeah. Yeah. They're all like roided out. Yeah. Um, And like a tank top that barely covers their nipples or something. Yes, Kenny. Yes, 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 yes. I have a visual. I can see it. Maybe um, a spray tan involved. Oh, for yeah. Sure. Okay. Gym tan laundry. Okay. So, <laughs> sorry. So, uh, she said the first time that the taser was used on her, it was very quickly just to get her to um, fall to the ground. So, Marson was forcefully putting me down on the floor, and then the friend Patrick jumped off the steps. He ran somewhere and then came back. Then Marson used the taser again. Mm. And she said, I think it was more than five minutes. Oh, God. And at that time, when Marson was using the taser, Patrick ran towards me and started to place tape around my ankles, around my feet. So she was struggling and struggling. And finally, Marson, um, like she was trying to get him to take the taser off because obviously that hurts. Yeah. What the fuck? Um, and five minutes is a, I mean, I've never maybe been tased, it, maybe, but. Well, and maybe it just felt like five minutes because yeah. it was like a taser, but perhaps <laughs> it, it was. Because like, it hurt. He's crazy. 
Um, but she was trying to struggle and get away. And so he um, knelt down and pressed his knee into her ribs. Oh, what a dick. And so she finally stopped resisting. She said that her whole goal was to stay awake, stay alert, and figure out what was happening to her. Because she didn't want to, like, pass out. Yes. And not realize, like, where they took her or what they were doing. Because she, at this point, she had no idea what they were doing. Right. She just knew that she was being bound and tasered. And she knew that her boyfriend, like, he wasn't, his face wasn't covered or anything. No. It doesn't sound like. So she, well. No, he came to pick her up to go shopping. Which is a rude thing to do. What a dick move. <sighs> at least okay. buy me something first. Um, then... Uh, what was his name? Marson. Marson gave Michalina a warm jumper so she would be comfortable in the box. So a jumper is a uh, sweater okay. in England and I don't know. The guy I was talking to at the time who called, who said he liked my jumper was from Scotland. Oh, okay. And, he said he liked and my, I meant sweater. And he liked my jumper. I said, I'm not, I'm not wearing a jumper. What are you talking like, about? This isn't a romper. Like, this yeah, isn't what are we a... talking about? So wait, she was in a box? Okay, yes. Okay. So basically what they did is they got a huge, not a huge, a a decent size but not that big cardboard box shoved her in it now that she's bound. How rude. Um, yeah, and he put her in this jumper so she would be comfortable in the box, the cardboard box. Then he threw said cardboard box into his trunk and they drove to a remote location. Oh, no. Um... So he drove to some woods on the outskirts of town, Mm -hmm. and the two men, Patrick and Marson, dug a shallow grave. They then put the box, the cardboard box, in the shallow grave, covered it with dirt, and then put a 90-pound tree trunk on top of it. Yeah. Buried alive. Oh, no. What in the fucky fuck? No, 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 no. (laughs) No. Okay. Um, She said... Uh, just to kind of move forward, she, when she was in court, mm-hmm. don't worry, she survives because it's called Sip Survivor Beat. <laughs> Guys, um, breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. The first two weeks after the incident, I couldn't breathe normally. I couldn't normally move. I couldn't sleep. So she was really traumatized. And yeah. I feel like anybody would be. Like, this yeah. is insanity. Um, the court was actually shown a picture of a policewoman who had a similar stature to Michalina mm-hmm. um, in a very similar size cardboard box. And it was shown that it would be a struggle to even move in. And like, then with a 90 small. pound tree trunk on top of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. So they, Michalina was a quick thinker. So she tried her best to stay calm and stay conscious. That was the mm. other thing. She kept being like, I have to be, I have to stay, I have to stay. Um, but she knew if she fought Marson on the way, like, wherever they He's were going to overpower her yeah so she just was like okay i just have to see where this is going and then make my escape plan um after she was in the ground she listened for indications that marson or patrick were still there and that's the scariest part because what if you like break your way out and they're just sitting there waiting for you right. you know what i mean so she she waited about 30 minutes oh. in her coffin her makeshift cardboard her cardboard coffin, coffin. Oh. um but she started to get concerned about how much oxygen was actually mm-hmm. left for her to breathe so she knew she needed to, like, get out. Um, she kept thinking all she wanted to do was get home to her three-year-old son, Aww. Jacob. Um, and she remembered that she had left her engagement ring on. So she scraped through that. So she used yes. the stones to cut the tape that was around her wrists. Smart. And then through the cardboard that she was trapped in. Mm-hmm. 
Um, she said dirt was falling all over me and she just she said I just kept hacking at the box I just kept hacking at the box I wonder how deep the grave was I don't know it said shallow so I guess so it was like, like a couple feet maybe yeah but still that's, that's still a lot a lot of dirt plus the 90 pound yeah, yeah I'd be scared that that would fall on me but she did, probably didn't even know it was up there right um she uh Marcin thought that she was in the box for good and so he went to the ATM with her debit card and stole oh. money from her account because he's a dick and probably has a small dick because he... That's really dumb of him, too. It is really dumb. Like, He's not this lady smart. disappears, and then all of a sudden, someone takes out all her money. Right. What if like, they shared accounts, be... though, or something weird? It might have been a shared account. It might have been a shared account. I feel like they wouldn't. I don't think he he's that her smart. Card. Let's not give him the benefit of the yeah. doubt. No, he's, he's going to use her. He's like, that's steal just her dumb of him. Yeah. He's all roided out, you guys. We don't he's know. He's not thinking <laughs> straight. <laughs> um, so then he took Patrick home with him, and they played video games for a few hours. Because nothing says... I am a caring human, like and burying my your son. ex-fiance right. and playing video games. Ugh. Anywho. Uh, she was finally free from her cardboard prison, so Michalina ran to the road and signaled someone for help. Um, Marson and Patrick were arrested almost immediately. Marson claimed that he was only trying to scare Michalina, and he was going to go back and rescue her. Oh, right. Uh-huh. I'm sure. Right after the video games. Right. Right after he beat, beat his three-year-old in a video game. <laughs> Well, good news. He was found guilty of attempted murder, and he was sentenced to 20 years, whoop, 20 years in prison. Sorry. Bye. Goodbye. Nice to see ya. Uh, Patrick, his little accomplice, also on steroids probably, was found guilty of kidnapping and was sentenced to four and a half years in a juvenile detention That's center. That's it? Yeah, he didn't actually do the attacking or the wanting to murder, it sounds like. So he just got kidnapping, but still, four and a half years for That's kidnapping. That's not very, sound, yeah. Yeah. Well, good news, too. A search of Marson's home found a stockpile of explosives. Oh, great. <laughs> so after he was already imprisoned for attempted murder, he was then sentenced to eight concurrent four-year terms for the explosive great. possession. Goodbye. <laughs> so that just made me so happy at the end that he got like <laughs> some shit tacked on because he's an idiot. Because he had like dynamite sticks in his Right. Apartment. I'm like, are you Wiley Coyote? I don't <laughs> I understand what's <laughs> Like, where do, you, where do people just get explosives? And also the steroids. Maybe he got, like, some time tacked on for well, that, I'm just too. wondering if maybe he was going to, like, take those and try and, like, blow up the gravesite or something. You know what mm. I mean? Like a total creeper. Mm. Like, wait for a couple days and mm-hmm. then... And then blow it up. Mm. So anyway, so those two yahoos are... <laughs> they got they got their upcomings. Is that what they say? And Michalina, I'm sure, has moved on with her life with her beautiful son, Jacob. And hopefully, hopefully they're, they're in Poland. Hopefully they're in Poland living a great life with family and friends. Happily so, ever after. That is a story of I Michalina love that she, Lewandowska. Oh, I, I love that she broke free with her ring. I think that's that's sweet, sweet justice. Mm-hmm. That the the ring that he had put on her finger is to what set her free is what set her free in the end. You go, mm, girl. You just gave me goosebumps. Mm. Mm. You just gave me goosebumps. Oh, my God. So many goosebumps ah. in here. So uh, I love that story. And I just. That's a good one. I just can't stand. Bar- like, I feel like anything where you can't breathe. And I feel like buried alive and under ice and all that stuff. Like, you can't no, breathe. No, thank you. I, I want to breathe. I don't want to be under. I, I, I hate being cold. So the ice that, thing is not going to work out well me for me. Much. That doesn't bother me that much. I also hate not breathing. So um, there's that. I. Just one more story about this past weekend. It was real cold in Santa Barbara um, in the mornings and the evenings. Yeah. And um, the lobby of the hotel I stayed at had this beautiful fireplace and this leather couch. And me and my friend would just go sit by it and sip Mm -hmm. coffee and tea and like 
and we were like totally in our pajamas like yahoos from the midwest who cares all day long all day we have a wood burning stove and i had that sucker lit all weekend it was fantastic (sighs) yes 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 so cozy (sighs) i love cozy um okay kenny do you have weird news yeah since this was a shorter one i'm gonna go with two weird news oh i'm so excited okay Uh uh-oh is that Uh-oh. mine? Oh, we're not yeah, listening. My bad. Yes. My bad. Okay. Oh, uh, I didn't go. hear anything. Don't worry. So, I'll still guess it wrong. First one. Bill Murray applied for a job at what recently? Hold on. I feel like I've heard. I heard this. I mean, Bill Murray's a weird guy. So he is a weird guy, and he was in town for the World Series when Chicago mm-hmm. played Cleveland, mm-hmm. and he's. I heard he's super. I shouldn't probably say this, but I heard he's super flirty. Like, that I mean, surprise me. I would like, be creepy flirty. It. No, I wouldn't be against it. Uh, Bill Murray, I think, is so funny. Yeah, but don't touch me. Ah! <laughs> but don't put, but keep your hands to yourself. Don't touch me. Okay. Anyway. I know he has, he has a line of golf clothes, so I'm going to say a mm. golf club. Oh, okay. I'm going to say like Chick-fil-A. Danelle's pretty close. He applied for a P.F. Chang's at an airport. He said recently on a podcast, he said, just working at a fast food restaurant seems like a good time. It seems like everyone there has a good time and he wants to try it out before he dies sometime. Okay. So he's just, P.F. Chang has heard that uh, he applied and they said he can work whenever he wants. So is he, do you think he's going to or what's, is this a recent story? He said he can whenever he wants. I guarantee he does. And like, he won't publicize it or anything. He'll just... Just people will show up there and start taking pictures of Bill Murray. I think my waiter is Bill Murray. But would you consider P.F. Chang's fast food? No. like if he's going to do fast food, he's going to do like McDonald's. But it's an airport. It's it's an airport. So it might be like a quick service P.F. Chang's. Maybe, yeah. One of the quicker ones. You know, have you ever been... I mean, I love their lettuce wraps. There's some sort of like um, cashew chicken situation. I know exactly. It's like an orange. Is it the orange chicken or no? No, it's mm. cashew. It has like a honey sauce on mm. it. Talk honey dirty sauce. Talk dirty to me. <laughs> well, that's the closest one I ever got, guys. This wow. next one, very. I feel like one of you might get this. Okay. Mm. I'm feeling confident in one okay. of you. That's Lancaster one. School ID badges listed what instead of the suicide prevention number? So like the back of the ID badges had a whole bunch of emergency numbers on it. One mm-hmm. of them was a suicide prevent- prevention line, but they listed the wrong number. What did that number lead to instead? Oh, boy. Um, a medical marijuana shop. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm thinking I'm thinking something about, like, a, some sort of, like, sex number. Do they have those anymore? And Jenny wins. A <gasps> Jenny? sex line. Yes! <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't I figured think sex one, lines existed yeah, anymore. Like, There's not like too a many 1-900 number? Yeah, apparently they? the suicide oh. prevention number and the sex line were just one number different. Oh, shit. Damn. So, okay. a kid called it and received <gasps> oh, it. No, that's, that's actually really sad. sad. I, that, according to this, they called it for kicks, but mm. I feel like they probably called it for a real... I don't know. I'm not going to dive into that, but... Listen, interesting. That's I mean, a big oopsie. That's a big oopsie. Maybe it made him laugh and, you know. And then he decided to stay alive. Yeah. And he was like, let me. Or her. Don't want to, you know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was just watching Reality Bites on Sunday. Yeah. It was on HBO. And um, they, there's a part in the movie, I don't know if you remember, where she calls that psychic, 900 psychic number. 
Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember those on TV where you would call a psychic and then you would get Ms. charged? Miss Cleo. Cleo, like you'd get charged like five dollars a minute. No, Kenny, no. Oh, before your time. I think before okay. my time. All right. We used to rack up our phone bill all the time with calling Miss Cleo. It was great. Ugh. But the sex lines, I didn't know that they still existed because there's like free. There's free porn. Porn now, people. But okay. Yikes! Yikers! Oh, yeah. uh, hmm. Okay, so sorry. I'm looking up something for Jenny's calling a sex line right now right now I want to call it no (laughs) Uh, I just wanted to in case you need it National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255 it's available 24 hours every day and again it's 1-800-273-8255 that's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline so I just want to make sure if you are having troubles that you maybe call that and if you want a sex line, one of the numbers is different. So, so try a couple. Just try a couple different options. Play with play with it. Yeah. And yourself. Figure it out. And yourself while you're doing that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is a weird one. Oh no. And we're doing two this week, so the yeah. next one's gonna be even more weird, probably. Probably yes. Oh mm. my god. Oh well, boy. This has been Sip Survivor Pete. Thanks uh, for listening. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, if you're a murderino. Tell the gals at the Exactly Right Network. Give us a shout out. That we want to be there. Okay. We love you guys. We will talk to you soon. In fact, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, it's Jenny from Sip Survive Repeat, and we love our listeners, but we want to get some more ratings and reviews. So if you guys could log on to Apple Podcasts and then give us a rating and a review, we'll send you a sticker. All you need to do is send us a screenshot of your rating and your review to either our email, sipsurviverepeat at gmail.com, or direct message us, or DM us as the kids like to say, on any social media. So all you have to do again is rate and review on Apple Podcasts and take a screenshot of that and send it to us at one of the channels I just mentioned. And we'll send you a Sip, Survive, Repeat sticker. And it's big, you guys. Size of your hand at least. So again, send it to us and we'll see you soon.